0: you're listening to the courage cast a show dedicated to empowering multi-passionate entrepreneurs to create a new way of being and embody their divine purpose so that they take courageous steps in their lives and business with a blend of practical and spiritual advice tune in each week to be inspired
1: to live bravely here's your host andrea chris empowerment coach author and your secret weapon
0: hello friend welcome to the courage cast i'm so glad you're joining me and two of my lovely co-hosts today. You're going to hear a conversation that I have probably every second week, to be honest. And I have been thinking about having some co-hosts on the show for quite some time. So it was basically a no-brainer for me to have both my good friend, Christina DeFranco and Amanda Worthington on the show We're going to be talking about, of course, our business. We're going to be talking about some of the lessons that we learn along the way and some of the big pivots that we have all had to make over the past year and just how it's, you know, informed who we are and who we're becoming. I think this conversation is something that we all need to hear and think about and really like integrate The lessons into our everyday life. And I think that as you listen into this conversation, you're probably going to hear some things that are going to be takeaways for you. So I would encourage you to reach out to Christina or to Amanda if you're like, yes, I have to talk about this more with them. I, of course, going to put their links in the show notes so that you can connect with them as well. And of course, I would also love to connect with you. So if we haven't already, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at, at Andrea Crisp Coach. And of course, that will be in the show notes as well. So I am very excited for our very first co hosted Courage Cast. Enjoy. All right. I am so excited. Christina, Amanda, welcome to The Courage Cast. This is the first time that I've had both of you on the show. I'm so excited about it. And also now, not just guests, you're co-hosts of The Courage Ooh. Cast, which is the first time I've ever done anything like this. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to the world. Although Christina has technically already been on the podcast. but both of you have been in my life now for several years, and we met in Fast Foundations Mastermind with Chris and Lori Harder way back in the day. And honestly, you guys are the like the best gifts from that time. And I've loved having you in my life. And we'll talk about why we stayed in connection after all of this time, but um, I would love for you to introduce yourself. So I'm going to start with Amanda, because Amanda's new to the audience. Amanda, tell us um, a little bit about who you are, where you live, all the things that you absolutely love, and um, who you love to serve. Oh
2: my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. This is so much fun. Um, we talk all the time, and just to be a part of the podcast is... A very, very big big honor. Um, so hi, I'm Amanda Worthington. I'm a career and leadership coach for creatives in the technology space. So helping them take ownership of your career. Um, so many of us, and myself included, have had those times in corporate where it's like, what am I doing? Who am I? How much uh space is this taking up of who I am? And It dictates so many other areas outside of your life. So I help people take ownership of their careers so that they can have the space and energy for the other things that are important to them, like hobbies or their are Like knitting. Like knitting, like baking bread, (laughs) (laughs) which are some of the other things that I love to do in my free time now that I have free time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've made free time. Yes, exactly. Yes, we can can also talk about that. So- Yeah. yeah. Christina, welcome back. Welcome back to the Thank
1: show. You. Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited to be here. Some of you may recognize my voice from Andrea's very first live podcast recording where I had the absolute privilege of being able to sit on the couch next to her and interview her for her own podcast. So That was a dream. It was one of the best days. And so I'm so excited to be back and back with Amanda, who we also love, but lives a little further from us. I'm based just outside of Toronto, Canada. I own a company called Continue Wellness Center, and I specialize in movement and mindfulness across the lifespans, but specifically ranging from 50 to 90 plus, making movement accessible for people of all ages, but also people that struggle with pain. And what does that look like in our bodies and how can we still be able to move safely? How can we use our mindset to also then reduce the suffering that we experience? as a result of the pain that we have. So um, I mostly teach virtually, but I do some greater Toronto area pop-ups, speaking events and workshops as well.
0: I just like love you guys. I adore you so much. Like seriously, you guys are like some of my very closest friends and biz besties. And it is honestly so fun to be able to take our conversation, which we have, every second week, usually on Fridays and to bring it to the show, because this is something that we decided, well, really Christina initiated, like right when we finished Fast Foundations was to gather together a group of people. There were five of us to begin with, three remain after all (laughs) of this time. And you know what? Honestly, it's kind of like taking everything that you've learned and really integrating it and putting it into real life situations, real business situations, and we've been able to do that for each other. And we knew where each other was coming from because of how much time we had spent together in the mastermind. And we have grown, we have changed in so many ways since then, I would think, but um, in the best ways. And I've seen growth in both of us, in both of you and and myself included. But before we get into like the growth stuff, I want to ask something fun. Okay. So it's a wild and crazy question. I never (laughs) do this. This is something I would never normally do, but tell me something that is happening in your world right now that people would be like, what? Like, they'd be like, Amanda, you what? Or Christina, like, I didn't even know, like, could be something you like, could be something you're doing, you're interested in and people like really don't know that about you. And then then I'm going to go too. You're going to go too. Okay. Of course.
1: I love that. Okay. So really random. I'm a big chocolate girly and this is approaching my favorite time of year. We're not quite there yet. Not because of Valentine's day, because of Easter, because (laughs) the mini eggs, yeah, mini eggs and the um, Cadbury cream eggs come out at Easter. I I don't know, depending on where you live, but the Cadbury cream eggs specifically they only come out at Easter. You Mm -hmm. can't get them any other time. So I have been checking the grocery store every week on the hunt for my Cadbury cream eggs. The mini eggs have been released, but the Cadbury cream eggs have not come out yet. Um, I'm guessing closer to Valentine's Day, but I'm waiting. So my life consists of the hunt for the chocolates that I love that only come out at this time of year.
0: I am totally down for that.
1: Actually, fun fact, my parents used to call me Chocolatina, which is the name of a book but also play on the name Christina um, because I love chocolate so much.
0: So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Great story. Gosh. All right, Amanda, top that.
2: Um, I made homemade tortillas yesterday, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like on a whim. Like yesterday was Thursday. And I was just like, we ran out of tortillas. And so I decided to make them and like was not stressed about it at all. Was just like, this is going to be a fun thing. And now I have fresh tortillas in my fridge and it feels amazing. And I look at them and I just feel so proud and happy.
0: You're like becoming very domesticated. I'm going to say. I know. <laughs> it's a whole thing.
2: Andrea sounds like I was
0: feral before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not incorrect.
0: <but laughs> That's so funny. That's hilarious. Well, you always have like a snack that you're eating or a dish that you're having like during our conversations. It's kind of like you know lunch with Amanda. It is, it, it is. Really that we I'm don't always, get to share. Always
2: a vegan lunch too. A very yes, very and I am cool vegan, vegan, which means you know we need to get those calories in. Like <laughs> it's right. value meeting people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, so for my like fun thing. What you may or may not know about me is I'm a Swifty. That's number one. I was I, at Taylor Swift's concert 10 years ago. Oh. Um, The, uh, yeah, the Red Album. And uh, so, of course, like right now, she's like queen of the world. And <laughs> so, Mike, my, my new obsession is the New Heights podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey.
1: Oh <laughs> I watch it on TikTok all the time.
0: I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Like I am yeah. literally obsessed. I've watched now probably a record football game like in a row because <laughs> she's there. It's like, I i mean, I don't, you know, publicly announce it or anything. Well, obviously until right now, but like next week, well, this week is like the play, like uh, the big game. And then after that is the Super Bowl if they make it. Mm-hmm. Very invested in this whole thing. I'm not going to lie. Mm. So that's my fun fact of, you know, my random pop culture um, obsession. I random, that. right? You guys are like, what? That's so good. That. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? So I wanted to talk today about something that is like huge, hugely important, but also the things that we don't really get a chance to talk about often. And that's making big, huge moves, pivots. In business. And when I met you guys, you both were doing very different things than you're doing right now. And I wanted to talk about like some of the, the big changes that have taken place in your life. And what have you seen as far as growth in those areas? Because I know for myself, like I, I look back at, you know, where I started 10 years ago in coaching and in some ways like i feel like i've made a full circle back but i'm i'm very different than when i started so it's not the same as when i first started but i would love to know like what has been the the biggest pivot you've made in your business maybe in the past 12 months so since january 2023 and how have you grown so who wants to jump in on that
1: I can jump in. I think I really resonate when you said, Andrea, that like in a way that it's come full circle, because Mm -hmm. interesting enough, probably less than a year before I met you guys, I was in med school and I ended up dropping out of med school to pursue entrepreneurship. Um, I wasn't in love with it. My school had made it very, I was taking 11 courses at a time. That was the requirement. And my school had made it very clear that like, I could not work and do this. Like, you had to be all in. Um, and I was commuting to school as well. So, like, there was no capacity for me to explore entrepreneurship while I was in med school. And I, I, could find myself being so distracted wanting to create a business rather than doing my studies and things. So I decided to leave and kind of take a leap of faith on myself. And it's been a wild ride since then. But then speaking to the full circle moment, one of the biggest changes is this past September. So September of 2023, I started school again, but now doing my master's of Psychotherapy. And so it's really in- interesting to me how I really kind of felt the pressure to go to school to get a traditional job, um, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel. Maybe they have a full-time job and they want to go into entrepreneurship or whatever that may be. And so then I decided to leave. And now through the process of exploring my business, seeing the need in the world. So what I primarily was doing in my business originally is teaching yoga. I'm a yoga teacher by trade. I got my yoga teaching certificate while I was in my undergraduate degree and I had taught ever since. And so I started to see this need of People were in pain, but not just physically in which I could alleviate through yoga. People were suffering mentally, emotionally. And while I could teach mindfulness and I've gotten additional certifications to assist people in this capacity, it's really our mindset, our mental, our cognitive work that we need to be doing to truly have this complete picture of healing, I want to say. And so I kind of, through this exploration and growth of my business, realized that there was a missing link and that missing link is psychology, is counseling, is support, is the ability to be heard, to be seen, to be really felt. And so I am now back in school pursuing that to complete this missing link that i feel my business needs but in the process taking a step back from the business because now mm-hmm. i'm back in school yeah so it is almost kind of full circle in a in a smaller window of time but still over time because i've i've seen that and what you experience in operating a business then changes how you will continue to operate a business or how you mm-hmm. will continue to show up in your business and so for me I think that has been my biggest kind of shift so far is this desire to go back and get more education to help people heal the way I feel is needed from what I've learned in my business so far.
0: You know, I love that you're, you're saying that because I think the biggest like stage of learning is life. Mm -hmm. And when you are working with people and you're seeing, okay, what is the need that somebody actually has, then you're able to go back and go, what how can I help that? And if I don't have the tools already, then how can I learn how to do that? But then of course you're in your own journey because, you know, it's not without growth for yourself. I'd love to know, like, how have you grown doing that? Like what were like some of the the pains, the, the, the struggles of like going back to school, like taking a step back from business?
1: Yeah, it was honestly, the decision to go back to school was the easy part. The hard part was realizing what what piece of sacrifice that meant. Because I think when I had made the decision mentally that, oh, I, I, I've always loved to learn. That's not why I had left med school, because um, I love to learn. So for me to go back to school, like I loved, I'm ready to soak it all up. Like I was really excited to go into a master's program The hard part was then realizing, and I think I'm still realizing this, like I'm almost six months in and I'm still realizing the sacrifices that it does require, the time management that I need to have in order to do that. So even recently, I pivoted my business again, scaling back the number of classes I offer to be able to make time for my studies. And I know that that decision will propel my business forward in the future. And it's kind of like two steps back to be able to like rocket launch forward, but having that delayed gratification and knowing that's not coming now. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like in your business being your business year over year is supposed to increase in profit. And I'm going to be decreasing intentionally, consciously, but nonetheless, as a business owner, that's hard to wrap your head around. You want to see growth and scaling every year. And the truth is that doesn't always happen whether you want it to or not, Mm -hmm. whether you're scaling back or not. Come on. You know, we plateau, we dip, the economy changes, people's messaging and the way they perceive things change, life happens. And so I think that's a big piece of it is I am now learning to be okay with the fact that my business will not grow in the same way I first thought, or the way in which the trajectory should look like according to what entrepreneurship or business building
0: traditionally is deemed. That's it. That's good. Okay. That's good. Amanda, where do you want to jump in on this? Gosh, I mean,
2: the, the full circle aspect, I just resonate with so much. And I'm so glad you called that out, Christina, because It is crazy as, as we've been talking this whole year and, and the shifts that all all of us have been taking and for me going back to, I went back to corporate and it was something that was a really difficult decision of what needed to happen and also what, it was an it was an opportunity for me to, to make meaning out of it, whether there was meaning to be had there or not, <laughs> <laughs> of what it me- meant about me as a business owner and what it meant about me as as a coach. And I think Christina spoke so well to that the challenges of going back and going what seems or looks like backwards in order to move forward and in order to look at your life holistically too. Because it's not just about business, it's about the life that you have, it's about the personal things that are going on outside of the business as well, and it gets impacted by the business and vice versa too. Um, Gosh, and I also just want to say that Christina has made such huge strides this year that mm-hmm. Christina also is getting straight A's. <laughs> like yeah. I just want to
0: say that. <laughs> that I'm is working true. Like a freaking boss.
1: <laughs> that is true. I am getting straight A's. Thank you so much. Yeah. Is
0: Sometimes we actually have to remind it. her that she needs to yeah, rest. We
2: do. Really do. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and I think that's also so funny. Like, cause just to pat myself on my own back now that I'm saying that out loud, is I was promoted to director of UX this year at the company that I worked at. And that was something that it's hard to recognize the wins that you get in the environments that you didn't see see yourself in Mm -hmm. yes oh good one and celebrate those wins Mm -hmm. and recognize those and the lessons and learning from going back were so much different than I thought that they would be because and if you're an entrepreneur and you been grappling with should I shouldn't I go back to corporate it was terrible I understand (laughs) (laughs) and I also want to encourage you to explore the idea that you're not the same you that you were back then
0: either that is good yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't mean something about you Mm -hmm. or and it doesn't mean that your business is failing or going to fail or you're a failure or anything. It just means that there's something that was needed that catapulted you to make that decision. Exactly.
1: I'm curious, Amanda, if you feel the same way. I feel like when you own a business and then perhaps go back into corporate or even have this moment of growth and then apply it to a corporate setting, you learn to have better boundaries because You have something you're passionate about that you want to spend time on. And so you need to implement boundaries in your corporate or professional world so that you can make space for the things you do love. And that is a learning curve. But I think that's part of it is like when you have something you're so passionate about, you're better able to apply boundaries than you may have been before when you still felt more lost or uncertain or unclear. Would you do you feel similar in that sense? Yes.
2: I think, And I think part of it is because we make so many decisions as business owners all the time, that when you're in that corporate setting, it's easier to make decisions because it's not all on you and it's designed to not be all on you. And so it's a lot easier to see things so much more clearly of saying, I need a boundary here or... I need to incorporate X into my life, or I need to actually go for a walk during lunch and, (laughs) and make those adjustments. And what I realized this year was I could have done those same things, even while I was owning my business. I just didn't have the perspective that I needed. And I wasn't showing up in my business the same way I showed up in corporate, like from the moment I made the decision, I was laser focused. I knew exactly what and how to do it and how I needed to present myself, show up and lead. And it was very interesting to have that contrast over the course of the year uh, and really step into what leading looked like, not just leading myself, leading a company in in my department, leading other people, incorporating what I knew about business into a larger container.
0: Yeah, that is good. You guys are like making me think. <laughs> <laughs> we usually um, do. Andrea. I'm like don't, writing don't notes. Stop. I'm writing notes. Shocker. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how I went back to teaching. Mm-hmm. voice and piano lessons at this fall. And to what you said, Amanda, how it was a decision I made to be able to bring in income that I knew was coming in all the time. Even though I was running a mastermind where I knew I was getting monthly recurring payments already, I still felt like my nervous system needed something different it needed safety. And when I went back, it was interesting. It's like, I think before I, when I was teaching, I had this thought of like, if I'm teaching, it means that I'm not good enough in my business. And that's why I'm having to do this because all of the messaging that I was getting from people who were way more successful, you know, in quotations than myself, were like, you've got to go all in on your business. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I am going all in on my business. But interestingly enough, when you said you knew how you were going to show up in corporate. And I wonder sometimes if we take that approach in our business, the same approach in saying, I know how to show up in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, um, But when it's something it's for someone else, it's different because we know how to show up to get approval, (laughs) to get a paycheck, you know, but it's very different. And I think this year for me was really learning how to show up for myself, both places, both, you know, as a teacher and a coach. And I, I love that.
1: Yeah. I think to that point, Andrea, and what you're really what you both have just like really reminded me of is that I know we're all very big on like personality tests and things like that. And I think what's really interesting is sometimes these little pockets of structure, whether it's a full-time or a part-time or even a few hours a week, they give us structure in which allows us to then implement in a different way in our business and show up differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been huge for me. Like sometimes like when I was full-time in my business only, and that was the only thing I was doing, like some days you wake up and you just feel lost. Like you're all in in your business, but you're like, I'm doing 101 things. Like it, it's so overwhelming. It can be very confusing and you're like okay which course should i look at today which email do i need to write today and it sometimes just feels like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall half the time and so adding pockets of structure gives you to amanda's point little moments of celebrations and wins but also the structure to be like okay i need to do this at this time so i have this window of time to get this one thing accomplished Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: that's the win in and of itself and also like a direction in my business that I can then implement on, take action on, instead of just feeling lost a lot of times. So yeah. I actually think it's been beneficial to have structure and other commitments, like part-time, full-time jobs. Um, and I, I see that with a lot of other
0: people too. Yeah, That's you know- so it, interesting. Well, okay, yeah, tell us. Why is it so important? Tell it's Amanda.
2: Oh well. It, well, because Andrea brought up like the all in aspect. I knew and, I saw your eyes like, Woo. well, because it's because <laughs> we're finding so much value in having something else to provide yeah. us contrast,
1: mm-hmm.
2: to give ourselves flexibility in how we show up in different places. I think part of the challenge with going all in is you're in one place. There's only one all to show up in instead of if I can show up in one space with less structure and another space with more structure, how does that change and give me the one me feedback on how I respond, on how I feel or having a different environment that I'm taking action in or being strategic in. And. I, I think I tried to create those containers for myself. Like Mondays are CEO days and Fridays are operations days. <laughs> but it's, it was a lot trickier back then than I think it would be for me now. I agree a hundred percent. And to that point
1: specifically, I had zero boundaries because I was in this all in mindset I'd be working at midnight, I'd be working, like, the craziest hours you've ever met, and, like, when people say, oh, like, when you're starting up, you have to hustle and hustle and hustle and work, like, your 20-hour days and sleep four hours and then do another 20-hour days, like, first of all, it's so unhealthy, and second of all, like, it just, my days all became mashed together because if I wanted to get something done, I'd be like, oh, I could just sleep in the next morning because nothing else to do, no structure, and so, like, it just became this constant chaos in a sense um so for me personally like i very much i always had drive i always had passion but lacked structure and therefore lacked balance there was no work life balance because work and life were the same thing yeah there was no separation
0: i'm like totally having this like moment where i'm like i think you guys are feel like you're coaching me but like I'm thinking about when I show up to teach lessons and how like it's a certain time, like I've got to be there from here to here. Wow. And however many students show up that day or how many I teach. I don't care if they do or don't because I'm getting paid anyways. Yeah. And, but I know I'm there from this time to this time. And in my business, sometimes it is so much more elusive. Like may, Like today, for example, I woke up and I was tired. I went back to bed at nine in the morning. I was up from six to nine, did stuff, drove halfway to yoga, turned around, came home, did some laundry and went right back to bed because I was like, I'm tired. But there has been this mindset that I've had that is like, I can't show up in my business and yet I can show up in this other Work, mm-hmm. full, and it's and I was you differently. Yeah, and I was like, I thought I just thought about that, and I was like, oh my gosh! But you know what? I think a lot of it is because I know exactly what is expected of me. Yep. And I'm, I'm the one expecting something of me on the other end, not somebody 100%, 100%. else. Hey, Amanda, what are you saying? You're cheering something else? Uh, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> was,
2: well, because something that I think happens in corporate too that I've experienced even this year is that confusion around expectations. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And that's part of the corporate challenge that I've experienced is you're working with other humans. and, (laughs) And so you have to have expectations of each other. You have to communicate. Everyone brings their own stuff, you know. And having clear roles and responsibilities and knowing what each person expects from each other I've always craved and I will literally write it out for myself just so that I know what I'm expecting of other people and what they're expecting of me. I've never done that in my business. And, (laughs) and I'm like, that would be so helpful of just knowing, having it written out in a clear way of what do you expect of yourself? What do you expect of your clients? What do your clients expect of you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I know, for example, I got a a call, I got a text from a parent and the one of the co-owners of the business got a, a text from the same parent that this student is no longer going to take lessons. She's really good. It's very unfortunate she's not taking anymore. And uh, I responded to the parent in a different text thread because I wanted to say something more personal than I wanted to share with the owner. So mm-hmm. I responded like, I don't know, 20 minutes later to the parent. The owner of the business did not respond for 24 hours into the thread. Now, had he not responded in the thread, I would never have known if he had responded to her or not because he doesn't know if I responded because I sent her a personal message. But it was interesting how often it is that we're, it's kind of like, what is the expectation that people have? And, you know, here's this person who I've been working with, the parent and the student. And I'm like, I know what their expectation is of me. And I know what I should be doing as an instructor here. Versus, you know, I know what I should be doing, how I should be showing up, first of all, for myself in my business before even any anything else. But it's, it's really um, got me thinking about what those expectations would look like for me if i was really to dial them in
1: Mm. (laughs) Mm. it's crazy like i really started to think about it and like andrea say you are my boss like i am a people-pleasing perfectionist type a something i've worked really hard on don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong but i like to be (laughs) My anxiety will not let me let you down as my boss, as someone I was working for. I do not. That's all of us. Exactly. And I don't have that same commitment to myself. No. You know, like I'm like, oh, there we go. Disappointing myself again.
0: You know? (laughs) Okay. What, what Amanda?
2: What Amanda? (laughs) Amanda I just, I just, I was politely challenged, um, of. Is it that you're disappointing yourself? Or is it that you you aren't always sure what to do, or you don't know what done or success looks yes. like in the 100%. moment? What is done?
1: Yeah. Right. It's exactly I completely yes. agree with that for sure. What is done? Like because I I think this speaks to the chaos is <laughs> like there's a million and one things to do. There's always someone, some guru, some person more successful than you telling you to try this, try that, try this, try that. And so there's never a done. There's never a finish line. There's never a point of completion. I will never reach a specific number of, like, I will never reach a KPI, as they would call in corporate necessarily. I would never reach a key performance indicator that, oh, here you get a bonus. Oh, You did a great job, five stars on your quarterly check-in. Like that will never be a thing when I work for myself, but maybe it should be. And that's what I think Amanda's speaking to here um, is that if we approach it that way, how does that start to shift what our businesses look like?
0: Yeah, you know what? And as you were saying that too, I'm thinking about how much as entrepreneurs and really type A's, Like if somebody else was looking in on our business and saying, you actually put a lot into this and the amount that you're thinking about it and the amount that you are working on it or sending that email or writing that sales page or creating that thing or working with the client, like all of those things is really probably more than somebody, the effort somebody would put in to work a 40 hour work week. Yep. And agree. we're, you know, are we just being hard on ourselves? Yes. Cause it's like your baby.
1: Yes. In a way, you know, like when you have a dream, a goal and it's like you nurture it and it's like your biggest thing mm-hmm. is like, that's what it is. Like you want it, you want it to impact people. You, you want not for the success of it necessarily, I guess, speaking personally, at least, but to change lives in a positive way, to leave a legacy. Um, and so for me, it's it's really about that. And so, oh, it's hard. I guess that's what I'm feeling right now is there's, there's a heaviness to it that when you can kind of escape to something else almost that has a little less pressure associated with it because it has very clear cut It's almost like those small wins that you're just like, whoo, okay, I did something good today. Now you may be doing a lot of other good things, but that has a different component of external validation that you receive when in a workplace setting. Mm. That may not be the same when it's you cheering on you in your business.
0: Okay, so to wrap this conversation up, even though we could go on, Cause Forever. it's very <laughs> deep there. We have not even scratched the surface. I know. And for those of you listening, I'm sorry, we're going to cut it off, but. We can do it again. We can, <laughs> we, we can, Leave we can most door. definitely do it again. <laughs> um, if you were going to integrate one thing into your current circumstances that has kind of been the thing that showed up for you today in this conversation. What would that one thing be? Because I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like as entrepreneurs, as you know, people who are taking brave steps in their own life, they're they're looking at, okay, well, this is how it looks and it doesn't look perfect, but there's one area of growth that I can take and learn from and integrate. What is that thing for you? Oh
2: I know. For so heart- me, it would be defining done yeah oh and you said it so well too just knowing just being able to know when to put it when to put it down mm-hmm. when to celebrate when when I did enough
0: mm. so Can we all take good. that
2: one?
1: yeah <laughs> I'm right there with you okay I'll take that too I think for me It's also this mindset shift of, I think what I spoke to in the beginning of, and what Andrea kind of touched on as well, is that not hitting a financial growth or X number of client increase year over year, and maybe scaling back, maybe adding in a different cap, like a different, showing up in a different capacity in a part-time job, in a full-time job, going to school. Like that is nothing to be ashamed of. I definitely hold shame around not scaling year over year in astronomical volumes. And it's not something to be ashamed of. It's you're having a human experience and your own life while growing a business you are not the business. And so I think for me is like release and set mindset shift, releasing that shame and just knowing that it's your business. And ultimately you get to control what that looks like.
0: Hmm. I feel like that could also be a whole nother topic, but I'll digress. Well, <laughs> these are like, how do we circle back? Right. Um, hmm. for me, it is going to be allowing myself to integrate each of these parts of myself and know that I need all of those parts in order to make the whole exist. Yeah. So the, the part of me that was a vocal teacher for, you know, two decades and still teaches, may still teach till I'm 90. Who knows? You know, maybe it's one or two students. Who knows what that looks like? But I need that As an outlet, I also need the part of me that is with my family and is, you know, disconnected from my business and just has fun. I need that part of me, but I also need the part of me that's the creative entrepreneur that's like driving and wanting to, you know, reach for more. But then I also need the part of me that's like, where's all the growth in this and how can I regulate my nervous system and be like Zen? I need all those parts of me to coexist and be okay with all of them in order for this to work. That's what I'm going to integrate. So this has been a great conversation. Y'all. I love you guys. Thank you for, um, for hanging out with me. Uh, I will, of course, send all of the, uh, listeners to your links on your website and your Instagram and all the things. And, um, so if you guys want to connect with either Amanda or Christina, you can find them on the show notes. So thanks guys. Love ya. Okay. So that was even more fun than I thought it was going to be. I wrote down so many notes of things that I either want to talk about on a future podcast, and I just might do that. So I'm not sure exactly how this is going to look. But, you know, it's something as a generator that I need to respond to other people. And so just having these really life-giving conversations is something that I really want to be doing and sharing with you. I have so many incredible people that I have conversations with all the time. And so it's kind of like opening up those conversations to you and allowing you to be part of them and i would love to know how this landed for you you know both in the content of the conversation that we were talking about but also did you love this format like this is new for us so let us know what you're thinking Um, how how did it resonate with you having co-hosts on the show and that will let me know whether or not we find some other guest co-hosts to be on the show who knows maybe it'll even be be you so um, let me know you can connect with me uh, both over on Instagram or you can email me so all of my information will be in the show notes friend thank you so much for hanging out with us I am sending so much love to you until next time remember you have everything you need to live bravely If you enjoyed this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, make sure to follow along on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.